All right. Good evening, everybody. How we doing? We're doing good. How are you all doing tonight? You know, I, I ain't going to disagree. Our little chat off to the side here. Maybe we ought to revamp that intro and have some fun with it with some new stuff. So we can do that. Hey, welcome, everybody, on our Rumble channel as well. I see there's people over there. And, of course, on our website, Fascist Book, YouTube, you name it. We're pretty much everywhere. And, of course, we have our our podcast on iHeart. If you miss it tonight, go ahead and log in iHeart or any place you get your podcast. We're pretty much there. Just look for Guns in the 701, and we're going to be right there for you to download some. With that... Let's just get into this, and let's start this baby off with our Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know, I've been watching the news, I shouldn't have here the last couple of days, and <laughs> it's just a constant assault. But I want to start off the show with one thing that's very pertaining to North Dakota, and why I probably, well, I know I'm not going to be attending because of it now. Usually I'm a delegate for the NDGOP state convention. And I found out that they're, of course, holding it over there in the wasteland of Fargo. And the facility they're holding it at, and, and at the request, I guess, of the sheriff's department, they're going to be literally treating us like TSA. You got to check in, go through basically a search in a way, coming into the convention. They're going to give you a little clear plastic bag to put your stuff in. No backpacks, no purses, no none of that. No knives, no no firearms. I mean, are you kidding me? The Republican Party in North Dakota has a platform with a plank on it about the Second Amendment and your and your freedom to carry, your freedom to possess firearms. It's to a T, but yet we're going to violate that. And I've had this whole big argument. So I would actually tell all the patriots, if you're delegates, tell them to kiss your butt. Don't submit. Don't comply. I'm not going to. So I'm out. I'm not going. I'm prepared for it tonight because I've got this for you. There you go. There you go. Only we're going to take that top part. No, I know. Inside. I know. It needs to be I working. Can't stand on, a chance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but hey, Dan, good to see you. Good, good to see everybody there. Josh, Brian, good to have you there. Hey, Brian, I'm going to be in town tomorrow. If you want some tickets for the flamethrower uh, to sell, we got a few. We don't have a heck of a lot left, but I dropped some off because I know Jamie wanted some. Just let me know. You can private message me if you need to, and we'll see what we can do. All right. With all that, do you guys got anything you wanted to kind of go over? That was my little quirk. I just I had to say that about the North Dakota GOP State Convention. And well, later on, I think we need to go over what's going on down in Texas, but we uh, should talk about what we were talking last week, which we had a lot of good response on in the Civil War. Uh, we did. Or the Second Revolution. Yeah, uh, and I like the Second Revolution better. I think that's what it would be more so than a Civil War. Um I know we're going to have Vance talk about it because I thought, you know, last week we talked about having what is the Christian view of what you do because some tough things are going to be, some tough decisions would have to be made possibly. But I did hear another deal where I was watching and yeah, there, there's that map. Uh, I think that's actually closer to what we would see in, in possibility. I mean, Remember I mean, guys, this is not going to be a civil yeah. war like it was the last time. And I agree with what I watched today. I think, and, and Jamie, thanks for sending me that video. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be a succession of states who form another, you know, they had the Confederate States of America versus the Union. This is going to be factions all over the country. There you go, stars and bars. Anyway, uh, it's going to be factions everywhere. Uh, eventually, there'll be alliances formed, and you're going to see places, but I think you're going to have a lot more smaller groups across the country. And one thing all these maps leave out, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this. What about the other countries that are going to try to come in here? We're the, we, oh, were the, we were the strongest country in the world. 
And we've been that place they've wanted to take forever. They hate us that way because we are been so free. Or and I guarantee that you, what's that? Or the ones that are already here. Or the ones that are here. Mexico's <laughs> well, not sitting this out, guys. I have a, there's two different thoughts I have on that. One in the on the uh, on the Mexico side, I'm I'm thinking that when the gloves are off, it's not going to be, you know, one of those just walk across the border type things. It's going to be a secure border. Uh, yeah. Texas will make sure of that. And oh. and even though you've got California, which will uh, break up into some sections, I, I still think it's going to be that same way down there. Um, yeah. Also, and I got to tell you, if you I follow, don't ask me why I'm weird. Uh, I follow Canadian um, politics right now, and Trudeau has screwed up so bad, bad. that um, they're talking the same thing we're talking here in the States. And I don't necessarily see, I see more alliances, especially on the Western side of the, uh, of, of the place, or Central and Western, yeah. than I see anything else. So, yeah. And I kind of thought about that too with Canada. Uh, no, no one pays attention to the Canadian border, and it's just—I'd say it's easier to cross the Canadian border. Uh, no one's watching it in a lot of areas. You, I, I live close enough to it. I've been up there, and you get up along that North Dakota side of it. I'm telling you, there's a lot of places you could slip. In fact, <laughs> when we were in college, we we did slip across it, uh, mm-hmm. not on purpose one time. We didn't even know we'd slipped across it, so that happens. But I—I uh, I would look to see both friends and foes slipping across the Canadian border. And yeah. there's going to be these little cells all over. And I guarantee you that there's a bunch of them here already. There's a bunch of them here already. They're not our friends. So, and they're here in the Dakotas. They're probably down in Georgia. I have no doubt. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, they're everywhere. I mean, when you watch some of these shows where they're, they're keeping track of these illegals coming in, they go, where are you headed to? They know exactly where they're going. Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, Minneapolis. I mean, they named the bigger towns all over the country. So, Sioux Falls, I've seen that, that mentioned. Sioux Falls. What was that, Lance? Put them all in the big cities. That gives us an easy strategy. Oh, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> we know where they're at. <laughs> so, anyway. But, anyway, so, Vance, let, let's go out down the road with uh, what, what we were going to talk about. And All right. What do you think, you know, when it comes to being a Christian, because I've actually been asked this. I'm sure others have, have had this on their minds is, when it comes to that aspect, I mean, we're taught, you know, one of ten commandments, thou shalt not kill, right? Yeah. Um, and it's going to weigh very heavy for some people if it, it comes it down to that situation. So I'll, go ahead. I'll just I'll turn it over to you. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> Sorry. Um, it, it will weigh heavy on, on um, us believers because people like myself, will I defend my country? Will I defend my family, myself and all? Absolutely. Do I want to? I'm not one of those guys that wants this war to happen. I'm not one of those gung-ho, let it happen. I'm ready to fight. I I don't want that. I don't ever want to draw my gun up against anybody ever again. Um, You guys know a little bit about my past and some things I've been through. and I I don't ever want to be in that place again in my life. Right. So obviously, as a minister for many years, I have thought about these things. And you all know my son was in uh, the military for 10 years and he served in Iraq. So these things have burdened my mind a lot at times. And I've done some research lately and I'll pull something up here and, uh, and and read some things that really get into that a little bit. It's a little lengthy, but I'll try to get through it uh, somewhat quick because I think it's an absolutely great article. This question has caused a lot of division in the body of Christ. Should a Christian go to war 
where he might kill other people when the Bible says to turn the other cheek in Luke 6.29. It is the right, is it right to do war against others? Does the Bible or does the Bible forbid it? War is a state declared open and armed conflict between two or more nations. It is sometimes undertaken in self-defense, such as when the U.S. entered WW2 as a result of Japan attacking Pearl Harbor. Other times, however, nations unjustly go to war, and this is uh, unjustly go to war to take spoils from other countries. Murder, on the other hand, is an unlawful taking of life and is always wrong. When nations go to war, it is declared lawful by the countries going to war, sometimes for moral reasons, other times for immoral reasons. Therefore, an immoral war could be considered a form of murder, where a moral war could be in self-defense. But not all war is wrong. It is difficult to determine when the war would be a righteous endeavor, given that the leaders of the nations are not Christian. And could easily have ungodly reasons for going to war. We've seen this. <clears throat> Nevertheless, war is an unfortunate reality in this world, and it causes great destruction, misery, and loss of life. It should be avoided, if possible, and undertaken only in last resort. This is where we'll get into some biblical aspect right here, and I'll end this. The Bible teaches that we have the right to self-defense in Exodus 22.2. If the thief is caught while breaking in and is struck so that he dies... There will be no blood guiltiness on his account. The Bible also tells us to protect the innocent in Deuteronomy 19.10. So innocent blood will not be shed in the midst of your land, which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance and blood guiltiness beyond you. Also see, fathers shall not be put, on the, put to the death for their sons, nor shall sons be put to death for their fathers. Everyone shall be put to death for his own sin, Deuteronomy 24, 16. If we were to apply these principles to war, I would conclude that the war it, it the war is justifiable when it is in self-defense or when it is to protect the innocent. Therefore, a Christian could rightfully engage in war given these positions. Um, I, obviously, I did not write that, but I fully agree with that. There is justifications. The Lord in uh, uh, God himself commanded war in, in certain areas of the Bible. The Amalekites and telling the Israelites when they crossed over to take the land and to push the others out of the land. So there is biblical justification for war. There's a difference between murder and killing Absolutely. for righteous and unrighteous reasons. I agree that there's definitely a difference between self-defense and murder. I mean, murder is just a violent act against somebody for the sake of doing it from an evil person. Let's just face that's what that is. That's what Anybody that, is. that wants to kill somebody, and no, that, that's not a good thing either. Um, political differences aren't a reason. Now, you threaten my family, you threaten my life, we got a problem. <laughs> right. And, it, and it, I mean, that's the whole thing. We, we Go ahead. There, there's biblical references in the Bible, like when um, uh, the, the Malachites, uh, when God commanded the Amalekites basically to exterminate sin from a land, right. to exterminate sin from that culture, to eradicate it. And it's so, not the first time that uh, destruction has taken place. Sodom and Gomorrah comes to mind very quickly. I mean, at times, you know, 
God and himself has taken care of. Yes. He destruct he destroyed it for their sinful nature. Their sinful nature. And and you know, I mean, we're not gonna go down a big Bible uh class down here, but I think it's a very relevant issue, and I'm glad that we're discussing it. Something we you know we've wandered into this and haven't done this before much, but it, it's a good reason. If you don't have a sound base in your life, and as far as I'm concerned, scripture is that you got issues to begin with. Um, I would say a lot of times when you find these guys who go crazy and well, they shoot up schools, they shoot up churches, they shoot up malls, whatever it might be. If you look at their backgrounds, guess what? One thing that was missing in their life. God. Usually, usually God, and that, that's that's one one big issue we have. So, tell you what, we are going to go to a break. Uh, we're about fifteen minutes in. We're going to welcome in one of our brand new sponsors, Double Ooh. H Guns, Bismarck, North Dakota. Brand new sponsor. We have a, an FFL now that's a sponsor of the show. We want to welcome them. So, Double H Guns, guys, take a listen and stop in there. They got a great selection of everything. I'm going to stop in there tomorrow myself. I'm in Bismarck, so. Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used fire arm reloading supply gunsmithing and sporting goods store double h guns double h guns 1021 south washington street bismarck north dakota call 701-223-4888 auto repair located at 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota give them a call at 701-258-6308 the team of mechanics at lauer auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro-Second Amendment, pro-North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. All right. Now, Maybe. I didn't mean to do that second one right away. I was going to do it in a few minutes, but uh, that's both of our great right. sponsors. And again, we want to welcome Double H as a brand new sponsor to the show. Again, 701-223-4848. 701-223-4848. Drop in there and say hi to them. Tell them you heard it right here in Guns in the 701. And I can't say enough about Laurel. Do the same thing. Stop in. Talk to Doug. Tell me you heard it right here on Guns in the 701. And, hey, Doug got my pickup done, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, Lynette, I did a little add-on to that ad, so I, I thought I did that for you. I thought you might like those pictures of your husband. Anyway, <laughs> our auto repair, 701-258-6308. All right, there we go. We paid some bills. There we go. Hey, some of the things on, on this we were talking about on being prepared, and we go to the prepping stuff as well. We've been talking about that for a couple of weeks now, too. So, and one of the main things that I want to push is that uh, different threats demand a plan, and the plan doesn't do you any good after the fact. 
<laughs> you've got to come up with some alternatives and some and plans for what you and and your kids and your family are going to do. Look, my son is on board uh, right alongside me. He's 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 more well. He's he's a lot like Clay more than he is me. That makes me wonder sometimes. But <laughs> but here's the thing: is is that when if there's a plan to be done, you know, I'm going to prep with 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 uh, Jack. Now, one of the problems I have is I am in a mixed marriage. So, you know, she does not Democrat believe Republican. in any of this. She doesn't think that the bad stuff is coming. And, you know, that's fine. But I've got to protect her nonetheless. So the plan has to be done. And it's going to be up to me and my my boy to get it done. And so, you know, whether we're we're sheltering it in place or moving along. Hey, we're talking we were talking about the groups you're going to have to worry about. Of course, mob violence is a big thing. And we see mob violence happening on TV all over the place. Cars being stopped for crazy, crazy things. And people are getting hurt and damaged and killed. And you know what? It doesn't get talked about enough. It doesn't get talked about. Of course, you got uh, active killer attacks that are going on right now in the United States. And we've got to be prepared because I'm not sitting around waiting for the government to come and save me because they don't care about me. You mean you're not going to call 911 and wait for the police to come save you? <laughs> I mean, or are you going to get a double barrel shotgun and shoot through the door? I have a 50-50 uh, love of all the police officers here in the Mitchell and the surrounding area. And, and of course, that goes to our sheriffs in our county. There's there's 50% of them that are, are smart, very smart people. And then I'm taking that 50-50 chance that if I call, that the other half is going to show up. So, you know, it's... Yeah, better be prepared for myself than, you know, have them bring a body bag to pick me up. So well, I have to put this up there. Our uh, president said all you need is a double barrel shotgun and just yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, just take care of it right there. Hey, uh, run one shot cap. I thought he put a great comment up, and that goes back to what we were just talking about with uh, as Christians. Remember what Sergeant York went through? Absolutely. Well. And we had a, we had conscientious objectors all the time. I mean, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, but that's when they hit the beaches of Normandy and in Iwo Jima, and he didn't pick up a gun. I can't remember his name. Uh, I just I can't. It slips my Excellent mind right ears. now. Yeah, but what was the guy's name? But he went in oh. there, was never hit, and rescued people and lowered them down and lowered them down. Something people he lowered down on that right. ridge. So uh, I, I guess I look at that and go. <laughs> He must have had the hand of God with him to not be hit, to not to not die. As many times he went out there and recovered his his soldier mates and his people and his friends. I mean, think about the courage that took. But yeah, look at Sergeant York. Same thing. Desmond um, Doss. Desmond Doss. There you go. Desmond Doss. Yep. Oh, Thank you, John. Yeah, That's one of his favorite of movies. So, I mean, it's not unusual. Um, and we've seen those things where these just, I'm not going to pick up a gun. I'm not, I'm not going to. And remember, they tried to get him to quit. They wanted to yeah. discharge and he would not do it. He became the biggest hero on that ridge. Yes, he, he did. He was not afraid of anything. <laughs> There's our guys. Yep. Desmond. Yep. You're right, guys. And John, John says he just watched it today. <laughs> so, That's one of his favorite movies. But I, I think that it's a good point that you can still be a Christian. You can still serve your Lord. You can still have your belief. And there is a place for you there in the, in the fight, yeah. whether it be picking up a rifle or maybe you're not, maybe you're a medic. Maybe you do what the guy did and you go in with your true 100% faith. Cause that's what he did. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if that I'd be hard pressed not to take a gun with me. <laughs> yeah. But 
He didn't. So uh, hats off to him. But yeah. as far as Mike, you're talking about, yeah. What are you going to face? Mobs. There's going to be mobs out there. Yeah. We've talked about this many times. Just a, a, a trip for you to get here. What you might encounter. You know, will the bridges be open? You've got a big river, the Missouri River. It's not exactly small. You're going to have to find a place to cross. Are them, are them places going to even be accessible? Or are you going to have to pay some kind of toll? Mm-hmm. It, the mobs are going to be different, though, because bullets will be flying this time. Yes, they will. Yeah. People will fight back. If you saw by the fake Black Lives Matter type people, mm-hmm. they didn't face any opposition. Exactly. Well, they did. Mr. Wittenhouse, he, uh, he showed them who was boss. <laughs> but there'll be a whole bunch of Kyles out there this time. It yes, won't there be, will a, be a few of them. It'll be a yes. bunch of them. That's who we need on as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a different world. <laughs> Keith O'Donnell, I like this. That's why you need you need multiple thirty rounds, thirty yeah. rounder mags. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> got him. Not, not a problem. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. problem. Yeah. Just got some well, more. In. Teaching your family, teaching your your loved ones, and teaching those that are are like minded in a, a situational awareness. I mean, you you, you got to be able yes. to to have a plan. Situational, what's going on? Absolutely. You know, I got to travel down the Sioux Falls and over to Brookings and whatnot down here for uh, for tournaments and this and that. And you know, I I worry because there are some areas that are no goes, and there are some areas that you know. You know, they say you're safe because, like you said, there's always a police officer around. I was like, no, I, that's that's not that's not true. That's not, not always true. true. And sometimes right. you're not safe because there is a police officer around. Because sometimes right. they don't they don't uh, they don't choose sides. You just end up being a collateral. Situational right. awareness is is extremely important. Um, Clay and I have traveled a lot together between hunting trips and RA trips. I know you guys have traveled together a lot for the NRA yeah. trips and stuff. And we, I noticed the same thing with all of our hunting buddies, all of our gun buddies. When we go into a restaurant, we don't like our backs to the door. And the first thing we look for is the exit. And we look for our allies. Mm-hmm. We are very aware of our situation at all times. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know about you guys out there listening, but when I go into a restaurant, you can ask my wife because she gets annoyed by it. I'm always looking where I'm going to sit. I actually request places. I'm not having my back to the door or a window. Not happening. I want to be able to see. What's coming at me? You never know what's going to walk through that door, especially today. It, it annoys her a little bit, but she's gotten used to it over the years. But it's a real thing, guys. I I seriously do that. Well, remember what I told you earlier off air is like when I was a kid, uh, second, first, second grade, I had that teacher that had that poster high up on the wall. It says, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. <laughs> That's right. And That's right. That stuck with me all these years. I mean, you've got to have a slight amount of paranoia to be able to survive in this world. Yep, absolutely. And also, this used to bother Tracy. I don't. I'm not as this bad anymore. But when Tracy and I first started dating and got married, I was not that far out of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So even at red lights, I didn't like to be trapped in. I needed <laughs> to be able to get out of traffic. <laughs> I had to be the first or the last or on a side where I could get out of that traffic quick. Um, I'm not that bad anymore, but it, yeah, I, I used to be. I see David. He said, "Come down, come to downtown Seattle and watch the uncaged animals." Yeah, I'm, I can imagine. I, I ain't been out there in a long, long time. Thank goodness, but it was a shithole then, and I bet it hasn't gotten any better. And you know, by the way, on- David, I seen you called. I didn't get a chance to call you back, but uh, I can I tell you what. I'll give you a holler tomorrow when I'm on the road. And a little bit what we were talking about on you know situations on if if 
something bad happened and it all broke out here in the United States. Um, you, you have to think, of, even these areas that we know that are terrible, um, there's going to be a lot of refugees coming our way. And, and that's the thing. They're all going to move to the center of the, of the country because they think it's going to be safer out here. And, and it, it, technically it will, but, you know, they're going to be bringing problems but, with but them. But not too, for so, them. Yeah. It won't be like I said, we've them. talked about it many times. When you come through these situations, you have to be able to offer something to the people's land you're going on that if you're wanting to either stay the night or passing through or or take refuge, you have to have something to offer, some sort of skill. And whether that's protecting, of course, your land and your family and or, you know, or doing chores or whatever it is, you've got to have some sort of skill. And just, you know, thinking that you're going to walk around with, uh, a six shooter and walk across the country and <laughs> and basically you know be like a movie it's not a movie yeah, it, it isn't a movie and, and your your bow ain't gonna do it either you better have some firepower uh, yeah i see these movies too it's like oh i got my little bow good for you, uh, good for you. i'm watching rambo <sighs> yeah anyway but it's gonna be you know who knows what situations play out uh you know is it gonna be government that does it what, you know, I was just listening to a program today, and they're talking about when the you know what starts the Civil War. You know, one guy pointed out, and I, I thought this was a good example. He goes, "It could be something as small as you know, you take like the the Bundy thing, okay? One little mishap, one little firing, and and the Feds knew it. That's why that didn't blow up because they knew it was going to happen. That could set it off. Yeah, right. Can you imagine what that could have happened down there? Um, now we did see that play out in Washington somewhat when they took out uh, Lavoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finnegan, that was murder. That was, as far as I'm concerned, that was federally sponsored murder. Absolutely. And it played out live for everybody to watch. Yep. Uh, Marty's listening, Marty, and Marty can attest to that. Um, Marty knows all about it out there. But, uh, you know, what will start it? I don't know. It could be something as simple as, um, hey, you guys kept Trump off the ballot. We're going to go up there. Oh, they're, gonna, they're mad. They're going to shoot. And then they're going to leave. And then all of a sudden, they're going to go down to that state and they're going to take out you and your friends. And, it could be where that could grow. I mean, I could see that, you know, Hatfield McCoy type thing happening. Right. Who knows? I don't know what'll start it. I hope it never starts. I but I, I believe look at the be Texas thing right now. Yeah. Is that yep. is that the beginning? Because who's gonna finally back down? Because I don't think them Texas boys are gonna fight back. I just yep. saw Paxton come and take it. <laughs> I just saw an interview with Paxton tonight beforehand on uh, on the war room. I'm telling you. They're not going to back down. No. Well, as a matter of fact, on that note, like uh, this was from a couple weeks ago. This is from the uh, Eagle Pass, I do believe. Mm -hmm. um, Governor Abbott, of course, using Texas National Guard to, to obstruct. obstruct and create chaos at the border. This is from <laughs> Joaquin Castro, one of the... Uh, oh, Castro. Castro, yeah. It's one of the <laughs> twins that are in the politics and they do yeah. absolutely nothing, but... Uh, of course, that's just, uh, yeah, th that's what they're thinking uh, right there. It's like, we're and obstructing. That's, and that's exactly, remember, they're right, we're wrong. That's the way right, they believe. Right. And then we, we actually, and let's face it, there was an article, uh, don't quote me, I think it's Article 4, but it is a duty, duty to protect your border. That's a constitutional duty. So the president should be already lining it with, with the military and shutting it down. But good for Abbott. And good for Paxton yeah. and good for them guys that are that are upholding the law and protecting their own border. Good for them. I support it 100%. And I think that if the feds try to go in there and do something really stupid, you're going to see people flock from across the nation go down there. And they will back the Texas boys. I have no doubt. 
Uh, that's my prediction. Let's yeah. get to a few of these comments I, here quickly. I, yeah. Oh, we got Josh Patterson. He's chiming. He's, my fiance has figured out that I will not sit with my back to the door at places. She always told me to just sit. So, nope, got to see what's coming and what's going. Absolutely. What's Corey? Hey, Corey. He says, and if we are illegally carrying when we eat at the Waffle House with cops in there, they're eating. That's right. A little backstory on that. Marty Beard, practice, practice, practice with your family on every situation that may arise. You'd be surprised how unprepared the average family is to defend that. Side. Absolutely. There's a lot of people, they, they don't practice any. I mean, they want to go no. practice to go hunting. So why, why practice anything else? Right. And, you know, that's an entirely different situation. But, you know, and, and Lynette, Lynette uh, mentioned it there earlier. It says about my mixed marriage. It says that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a political mixed marriage. By, but, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, he's married to a Democrat. In fact, there is a picture somewhere. I think you have it. Of me and your wife standing together with my arm around her. She's got a Hillary t-shirt. I believe I had a Trump, didn't I? I believe you had a Trump one, yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and she was smiling. So was and she picture. was smiling. She you're loved just, you back then. You're just she not did. allowed to come out and play with us anymore. I know. Stock I know. shows. So. I sneak. <laughs> David Fetting says, never insult seven men when all you got is a six shooter. True. <laughs> Unless you got two lined up. <laughs> Dan Brown. And, so Dan, Dan's uh, chiming in here, and I have a lot of respect for Dan. He was a great volunteer. He was on our state uh, fund committee in North Dakota. Plus, he was in law enforcement, and, and Dan was a good one. He was a great one. That's the kind of guys we like on there. But he says, speaking as a retired law enforcement, firearms, and use of deadly force instructor, you don't use deadly force to kill your assailant. You use that force to stop the person who's threatening your life. If he dies, that is a consequence of his action. That's probably the best way to put it, Dan. I don't think anybody wants to kill anybody that's of sane mind. I know I don't, but I will if I'm forced to. I don't want to do that. I never want to have to live with that. I don't want to talk about you guys, do you? Well, on that same note, you think about it. We're always demonized in the media about being killers and this and that and everything else. But And I'm like, if that was true, there'd be a lot less of them. And so it doesn't make any sense. We're the ones that have been standing for the Constitution all this time. They're the ones that have been trying to erode it. And yet we're the bad guys always. Well, there's what, three to 400 plus million estimated firearms. That's just estimated. They have no clue how many firearms in this country. I got something for you here. But, and I forget how many, there you go, how many how many pieces of ammunition we have. If we were the problem, if we really were the people they say we are, we're going to go around, kill you, take over, and just squash our opposition with force, it already been done. And we didn't do it because that's not us. That's not why, that's not what we do. See, 35 percent so in South Dakota is rookie numbers. We need to get those numbers up. And that's I don't believe do. that. I don't either. Got to remember, <laughs> I was looking at that chart uh, when when I saw it earlier. Those, I'm guessing, uh, who knows where they took those numbers? I have no clue. What but who's answering use. the question? Oh well, right. ah, I've got 14. You know, this and you that. know, most people. If, if if you had a stranger come up and ask, "How many guns you got?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> step in my house, you might find out. But on me, I'm or not telling you. <laughs> What's that? On me or all together? Yeah, <laughs> on me in the pickup. I, I, you know, I mean, but I imagine that nobody really answers that question correctly. Oh, no. And when you look at, and then did they compare it percentage-wise of the population of the area? There's a lot of different factors you take in to get a percentage, and right. I imagine that's kind of why they went with that. And they probably just uh, they took the number of guns that they knew, estimated, whatever. Maybe they used the ATF background check numbers 
and divided by the population and arrived at that. I don't know. Right. So you, know, you look at Wyoming. Wyoming's right now, I don't know what this chart shows, but it, it, 53. I can tell you, yeah, they're a little bit under because I've seen several of them that shows Wyoming way above that and as mm -hmm. the number one state of gun owners. They 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 own the most guns per person in the state. Yeah, of Texas at 35.7%, actually 0.1% or whatever or yeah. a little bit less than us. I don't I don't know about that one, so. I don't either. I and you got to remember, Texas has how many people in it. So if they yeah. just take background check numbers, that don't really give you a, a good number. So I don't know how they arrived to it, but the the bottom line is is there's a lot of guns out there in the hands of the private people. We are the biggest military in the United States if we need to be. Um, Clay, I like the comment that I think Keith O'Donnell put up just a minute ago that Texas is the only state. No, they no. They can legally. Could you imagine if they actually voted and separated and said, okay, now we're going to take care of the border and start them back? I'll tell you what, if this keeps going, you might see it. Yeah. But I would imagine if you see that, you're going to see Texan. it. <laughs> well, I think you're going to see other states follow suit around it. I think that yeah. would be something that would set off not necessarily a civil war, but it's definitely going to set off a split in the country. And like I keep telling people, okay, we talk about what would happen within the United States. <laughs> That's not even the issue. Do you think the other countries, like I, we just talked about earlier, are not going to take advantage of that and try to come in here and seize some land with their militaries? I, I very much believe that would happen. I think China was a player, no doubt. Who knows about Russia? I mean, they I don't know how strong they are or aren't, but they think it's not going to be good. None of this leads to a good situation. Now, coming out the back end might be better at some point, but it's going to be a long journey. Yep. I don't think it's going to be quick, that's for sure. It's uh, it's something I never thought that I'd be talking about right now today. I figured it'd be long after I was dead. Oh, but, yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's been coming for a long time. I mean, building. When, you, when you continually erode not only, of course, the law of the land and you erode them for for terrible reasons and to take away your rights more and more and more and not only take away the rights, but take away the moral rights of people in our well, country. You are looking at becoming this. You're looking at a possibility of succession in some areas. And and more than I think, and that's why I, I I mean I laugh about this. Getting there late, hey Gene. Uh, it's okay, Gene. You're late. About that's this. Okay. I mean, you know what? That's not looking good for 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 uh, for loyalists right there. I mean, that's not uh, looking good at all. As a matter of fact, and like I said, no. that's just a projection. But <laughs> that's not looking good for them. And 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 you're looking at Texas is going to have a lot of support around there. And like I said, New Mexico and Arizona. I'm not thinking that is as blue as they say, but I don't either. And then you look at a state like Utah. Let's face it, Utah is a Mormon state. I mean, they mm -hmm. created that state. Yeah. And again, you know, and again, you got the you got the state border lines on there. Guys, them lines are gone if this happens. It's gonna be they're gonna be a line, but it won't necessarily be straight or symmetrical. It's gonna be a little Well, you're gonna see around. tribal lands. Tribal lands are gonna solidify as well. And I think that's gonna be uh, another strong player in this whole thing as well. I don't I mean, yeah that's a good point. Uh nah, you guys have been to the Rams do you really stand? think they're gonna do anything? Well I don't the people themselves? Nah. I know they're gonna one, go they're gonna go along with who's ever in control. 
I only know one one, one. Uh, and he's coming to my place who, who's a friend <laughs> of ours that we want on our side. I, I can tell you right now. I mean, I watch them now here. I live here. I live right in the heart of Standing Rock. Uh, the government ain't strong enough to do nothing or organized. Uh, they they depend on the feds for everything. So I'm not worried about the actual Standing Rock tribe or the BIA agents because they're they're either going to have to join us or they won't exist. We'll just put it that way. And there's that whole issue. We won't even go down that tonight. But as far as the people themselves, they don't fight now for nothing. I mean, when China virus rolled through, they rolled over and did whatever they were told to do again. I just couldn't believe it. But here's a nation, you know, a sovereign nation, they claim, who said they were completely oppressed by the white people, which they were. It was horrible what happened. It really was. But now they're letting them do it to them again. Why would they listen to the government again? Yeah. And they just did everything they were told. Yeah, that's what they do. So I'm not really, there are tribes. Now, I think if you get down there to Florida, I wouldn't, don't think I want to take them boys on down there. The Miccosukee Swamp Indians? Yeah, no. Uh, No. And I think when you go down here to the Cheyenne Reservation, that's a little different to the south Mm -hmm. of me. They're a little bit more fighty. (laughs) And, And you get down that Eagle Butte country down in there, I think now those people might be willing to hold their own. And they well, who knows they might be with us. We might join some together maps, because we got there's the same some maps goal. I've seen where that's uh, you know consolidation in certain areas. But you're right. I mean, but uh, it's... It, it would be very interesting to see how that played out too. It really would. But I uh, think there'd be a small handful on all the reservations, just like on you know we we know a few yeah. on, on Standing Rock there in Cheyenne that uh, small handful out of a yeah. large. Well, like the, the one you're talking about, I know he'll make his way here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do with Franny, but whatever. I mean, at, at his place, he knows they don't like the me. distance of every hill and every rock. So if people start coming in, he knows oh, yeah. exactly what to dial into. I just got to keep a good supply of bush lights somehow. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make our own. <laughs> yeah. Stop by the kegs. Oh, man. <laughs> so, oh, let's get back to some of these comments here. Uh, according to uh, Yakamoto, there's a gun behind every blade of grass. There is. It's funny you mentioned that, Gene. I've been watching a, a you know, it's a make believe series, but it's called The Man in the High Tower. Have any of you ever, oh, yeah. ever heard it's of that? Great, it's a great series. Um, Guys, watch Philip it. K. I'm Dick. Into the, Philip K. Dick. Yeah, it, it's an interesting take on the United States is if, if Germany and Japan basically we defeated the United States. And, you know, Germany was working on an A bomb. Yep. And what if they'd have reached that and attained that before we did? You'd see a whole different world. It's a, it's a great series. Go watch it. So, yeah, you're right. Yakaha, Yakamoto, I can't even Yamahoto, right? Yamamoto. Yamamoto. I don't, I don't, I don't speak Japanese very good. But anyway, that I believe he is the one that said that. That's why they would never invade what the the homeland here because there was a gun behind every blade of grass. Right. And, and it always, hasn't gotten less. No. <laughs> no. That's the that's the thing you have to think about. That might be a seventy year old quote. But it has not gotten less. It has gotten more. Yeah, it's a 70-year-old quote with 7,000 times more of the guns now, probably. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Kenny Lanoue, he says he's just here to get his flamethrower. By the way, Kenny, thanks for buying tickets on that. Kenny, he uh, he threw it all in. He got five of them, so he got $100 worth. So he's in, guys. He's got more tickets than most of you. So you're going to you're gonna have to buy them few. By the way, we're at just – did you get yours in the mail, Mike? Uh, not today. I okay, did check well, today, so keep, I'm hoping keep tomorrow. Looking. They should be there. I, Unless my here. mailman suddenly turns in 30 tickets. <laughs> so you've got 30. <laughs> he's, fair, he's got 30 down there. With all that said, 
Uh, we probably are, I think my last count, we're at 94 sold. So well, we're not doing too bad. We just launched it really. And uh, if anyone wants any, let me know. Vance, I know, got his. I got mine. Mike's got some. So we're good to go. We Don't forget to take some up to H&H tomorrow. Taking them with me tomorrow. And I'll have a stock yeah. show too when I'm down there. There you go. <laughs> like no, Eric I'll... says, it only takes one to win. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, Everybody yeah, seems yeah. to win the gun for Farm Bureau. They only buy one, it seems. But Gene <laughs> Cox puts in here, he goes, in 1861... He said that that war was only supposed to last three to six months. Yeah, we saw that one, mm -hmm. didn't we? <laughs> uh, any comments on Kelly Armstrong running for governor? Tell you what, Corey, uh, we're going to wrap. We'll do a little bit more here. Let's wrap our Civil War discussion up. Then we'll come back. We'll address Kelly Armstrong. And then we can roll into some of the other things we're going to talk about. Right. So I think that's the thing to do. Let's go ahead and thank some of our sponsors here, and we'll be right back. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair. 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. All right. I still love that voiceover. You did a great job there. Yeah, Again, thanks for Laurel. I'm going to see Doug. That, by the way, at the end of that ad, that's Doug. So you, just so you guys know, we're not BSing you. That is a true Second Amendment patriot. And he's one of the ranges that uh, Jamie goes to. And we had the Second Amendment day up there. And it's just He's a true blue guy. So now you know what he looks like. So if you stop in there, say hi to Doug, and he'll get you set up. So, yep. All right. Quickly, let's just do a quick wrap on Civil War. Uh, Vance, why don't you go first, and we'll move on to our next thing here well as i said earlier and read in that article there is justification for christians um killing murder is a dark place and the dark evilness that comes from from the heart and killing is in defense of the innocent or yourselves so i believe that we are completely justified in entering a righteous war nope amen and on that uh, note, I mean, of course, some of us want to, and I don't, I, I don't believe it's just us Christians. I pe believe people that are generally just good-hearted don't want to go to war. No, um, no. but justifiably as Christians, yes. But you know, it's I'd rather be you know Old Testament and survive. Exactly. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's just the way it is. It just got you know. There we go. Fifty-five point five percent North Dakota. Those are rookie numbers, don't we? Or South Dakota? <laughs> yeah. You need to get those up. <laughs> 55.3 in South Dakota, North Dakota 55.1, Montana 66.3, Wyoming 66.2. And that's probably a better number, but I think it's even higher than that. But. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think, Mike? Can on I, the subject? Yeah, you want to add on to anything in the Civil War discussion? No, I've, I've got a bunch of stuff. You know, I'm trying to figure out right now, we're still getting the in the working phase, and we're uh, I'm still yep. working on trying to post things to our webpage at uh, yep. gunsinthe701.com. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to start writing some stuff and uh, putting some of the stuff in that I find in there. Of course, well, we have a blog spot there. Yeah, you we have a blog that. spot. I need to start doing that. Um, yeah, and we want to talk about uh, Jamie real quick. Of course, uh, 701 Nation had a good show uh, about a good 20 minute show on last night or something like that, and uh, talking about the 6.5 Creamore that he was using, and it was pretty sweet. It's on my Christmas yep. list, but uh, yeah, <laughs> one of his new builds. And but so actually, uh, it's a 6.5 Grendel. Was it a 6.5 Grindle? I believe that was his Grindle. Yeah, yeah. So definitely uh, uh, need to take a look at that show as well. Of course, check out Jamie and uh, and check out uh, 701 Nation. Yep, and 701 Nation will be going live tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 7 o'clock Central. He's going to have Scott Buckmeyer. Dakota Prairie Outdoors. Scotty. And that will be coming live, all the same platforms you're listening to tonight. And like I said, Jamie's got a little uh, different thing he went with here, and it seems like it's, it's a good combination for both yeah. uh, Guns and 701. But basically – 701 Nation is part of Guns and 701 Productions. So, yeah, you're supporting both guys. That's it. And that's a great thing. Let's build our base. So, uh, I'm just going to go through a few more of these before we come back to Kelly Armstrong. And as far as I'm concerned, the Civil War could it happen? I think it's, it's, in, I think it's inevitable at one point. I don't know when that happens. I hope I never see it. I hope that I never have to do the things. You know that that may be needed for that. Nobody wants to do that, uh, as Vance said. It'd be a it'd be a bad thing, guys. This country is the bastion of freedom still, and if the USA goes away, there's no place else to go. So we need to yeah, try and salvage the USA and our constitutional republic. And I hope we're able to accomplish that. I don't want to see the war that I do believe is coming, but we'll see. Yeah. And I can tell you one thing: unless you have a fair election. Unless you have fair elections, the nation's done anyway. Every single country that goes down the road of tyranny, they lose their elections and they lose their guns. That's the two main things. Right. But if civil war is going to come, I prefer it come now and let let us guys fight it. I don't want my grandsons having to do yep. this. I'd say my sons, but my sons are young well, men. Right? Mine are at that they're age. They're going to be part of it. Fighting. I have no doubt. Yep. Your boys, I know, will be fighting. Jack will be fighting, and, uh, unfortunately. And you know. I, luckily, <laughs> both my boys are very efficient and very they can handle firearms. That's not even an issue here. But I don't want to see them face that. I can't even imagine. i got to tell you, one fight. of the things that I worry about is, is that our, our boys, or your boys' vans are old enough now. But uh, me and Clay's boys are getting close to that age, and I don't want them conscripted into something where they're they're fighting against the right side. You know, right? That's, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Absolutely. Keith Domat or not Keith Keith O'Donnell? He said something about look at the Dapple thing that happened in North Dakota. Absolutely, that was yeah. horrible. We should have went in there and cleared it out. We should have got a hold of it right away before it started going, and, and it turned into the riot it did. But I can tell you firsthand from the people that visited that area, there was actually people that disappeared there. There was plenty of guns in there. There was plenty of crime. There was drugs. It was like a miniature city full of the most vile things you can think of. It wasn't a good thing at all. So, so yeah, I went in there as a uh, representative of clergy for uh, Rock Creek. Yep. And some of the things I saw in there, I won't even mention no, on here. No, that, um, it, it was bad. It was vile and disgusting. One of the things think, that think I of remember. Think of all the evil things, and they were probably taking place there. One of the things I remember, I remember, uh, Vance, you were working delivering oil back then. Uh, gas and whatnot, and uh, had this uh, big RV, just a hunk of crap <laughs> showed up, and yeah. it was all just running on fumes and, and, and basically breaking down and protesting gas and oil. It was, yeah, it was, co yeah. it was, it was basically pulling a big load of uh, wood that it's not going to last very long at all. 
<laughs> and that was the first thing they asked you. How come you're not, you know, going out there with us? And I'm like going, you're at a gas station, son. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, I told them, I said, you know what? Eight inches on the other side of that wall is over 100,000 gallons of my livelihood. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and what is getting you to that protest. That's right. <laughs> I like what David says there. He says, so, succession, would that mean no more federal aid? He says, I'm not seeing a disadvantage here. <laughs> I do like the way of thinking. Kenny well, Lanau, he's got in here. He goes, the big cities will be the first to fall. I, I think you're right there. Look at New Orleans and the hurricane hits and when they sit and wait for the government to save it. I think you're absolutely right. That mentality in the cities, there's some that don't think that way, but yes. They'll destroy themselves. The, the big cities are falling. They're going to fall fast. And here's what's going to happen there, though. There's going to be no law and order. There's going to be people, um, basically warlords, I guess, for lack of a better term, that will take over areas of them great big cities. We saw that yeah. in Seattle. Remember the Chaz district? Mm -hmm. Yep. That was a, literally a warlord there. Can you imagine yeah. being a business owner in that district in, in Portland <laughs> and all that and then and, and paying your taxes and having them still coming to you say, pay your taxes? And I'm like, for what? Mm, for Nobody what? can come on the street. Nobody can come shop at my shop. And what windows I have, I've got boarded up because they keep breaking them out because I'm yeah. the man, because I've got a business. Yeah, the yeah. man. Gene. I believe those big cities will literally destroy themselves. We won't even have to No, they'll, they'll be in ruins. <laughs> Gene Cox says, he goes, ah, and this is going back to when we were talking about guns and, and who's got them. I don't recall the name of the program, but there was a donation drive to gather gun donations to send to England for fear of German invasion. Yeah, then I, I, I can't remember what that, I think I saw that same program, Gene. Let's see, says, uh, David says, that's the guys buying without CC permits. <laughs> must have been when we were talking about who has the guns, who doesn't. Yeah. Um, and on that says, if I was ever asked how many I had, I'd say zero, big nunny of business. And they Doug lost, him, lost him in the flood. What flood? I don't and know. One of the big ones. Doug chimed in. He goes, and this is in reference to what we were talking about with other kids. He goes, yes. So will my boys. They're going to be involved in it. And they will. They're at that age now. And John, he says, I'd rather do it than have my sons do it. I, I mean, this is a this is the, the the slogan. This is the mantra. We all, if, if it has to come, I want it to come in my time. And I know my. And that's three of my grandsons. What's that? And what John's talking about? That's three that's of my three grandsons. Of them, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I guess uh, I think we should move on. I think we've kind of beat this horse enough here right, tonight. For right. Sure. Um, uh, bottom line is, we don't want to see it. Prepare for it. What will it look like? We don't know. We have ideas. Uh, I would say that the best thing you can do is uh, get a good group of people behind you. And if things start falling apart, get them together, get in one spot. You can't do it alone. Mike said that. Vance has said that. You can't do it alone. You're going to have to have yeah. other people with you and basically build your defenses one way or another and you know, hold your own. Take care of yourself. That's all you can do in the beginning of it. That's what I mean, that's yeah. what it'll be. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess let's take another advertisement. We'll thank one of with our brand new sponsor. Double H guns, and then we're going to come back. I want to touch on the Chevron decision because I think it's right. kind of important yeah. how it how it will play out with ATF and Department of Justice. So stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used firearms 
firearm, reloading supply, gunsmithing, and sporting goods store. Double H Guns. Double H Guns. 1021 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Call 701-223-4888. All right, guys. Double H Guns right down there in Bismarck in 701-223-4848. That's an easy one to, to take care of, isn't it? By the way, Mike, I hear that they are, they're kind of into the older stuff and may be able to find the ammo you were looking for for your gun. Eight so millimeter Mauser. I'm going to yeah. look tomorrow for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. See if they've got any, because I guess they do a lot of that up there. Well, well my dad look. bought me, my dad bought me uh, an older, older rifle. As a matter of fact, it's about 75 years old, yep. uh, years ago when he was still alive and uh, eight millimeter Mauser. And uh, I love the way it shoots and I just don't have any ammo for it. And uh, I've got the dyes for it to remake uh, shells, and- but... I do know that David is listening, 1760 Sports. Again, another great uh, supporter of the show. David, uh, maybe you can help him out if you if you have any ideas. Uh, 8mm Mauser is what he's looking for, or he says he can reload. So we might be able to help you out here, Mike. There we go. We'll, there we we're going to give it a good whirl anyway. We got some good All comments right. today. We got some good so, comments. Chevron decision. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with that. Um, that goes back to, I believe, 1984. It had to yep. do with fishing and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. And uh, essentially, they wanted to have inspectors for the fishing industry for, and then make the fishermen pay it. I think it's like a $700. Now, think about that, 700 bucks, you know, for these inspections. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. Why should we pay for it? It's your guys' deal. This is in a nutshell. It goes to court, and, of course, it was upheld, and it's been the, it's been the law of the land ever since. I think it's an overreach of government uh, infringement myself if they're going to require it they should pay for it shouldn't even be doing it what they were doing fast forward to now we had a case go before the supreme court and thought it was probably going to be a pretty good case and overturn it unfortunately we had a 5-4 decision so what does that mean for gun owners well i unfortunately think that this is going to apply now to these things we've been seeing like ammo regulations restrictions i think that just as if as Bruin did the historical use of firearms and has overturned a whole bunch of things and killed these cases. I think that this could be just as bad because you're going to see rogue ATF bureaucratic agencies like them say, Hey, we, this opens the door. Yes, we do have the right now because it's not specified. So obviously then we should take the power. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot of things come out now that are going to be more towards things you add to your gun ammunition maybe the bullets powder primers you name it i think they're going to take this decision and unless it gets challenged again that'll be an interesting one if they do it now especially with firearms and firearm components and then take that to the supreme court does the supreme court base it off of the bruin decision or are they going to overturn everything with a new new uh ruling i don't know it's it was a bad decision. It was not a constitutional decision. And this is why the Supreme Court, I want to remind everybody, does not interpretate the Constitution. They're to interpretate the law according to the Constitution and the constitutionality of the law. They have quit that's doing right. that years ago. And that's how we got here with so much of this. The Supreme Court doesn't have the power, nor did they ever have the power to interpretate the Constitution, it's not a living document. It's not fluid. It is very, very plain and clear as to what the government can and cannot do 
in the Constitution. So go ahead, Mike. Exactly like that uh, court case we've been talking about uh, last couple of weeks over on KFIRE, talking about California, where they want to yes. put cameras in all of the uh, gun shops, yep. uh, yeah. both inside and outside to register everybody who walks into the place. And they want the business owners to pay for it, maintain the tapes, and you have to maintain the tapes. You have to keep them. And if you don't keep the tapes and you're missing a week or so like that, you're going to get fined and dinged and everything else. It's one more way of eroding your rights and making you pay for it. That's the worst thing about you're losing your rights and they're making you pay for it. So it's exactly like the Chevron case. I think it is. I, I think that now California is going to take that Chevron decision and go, wait a second, we can do this now. All right. Because uh, it is just like that. You're forcing an industry to pay for regulation that the government is requiring. And that's what's bad. They just turned power over to nameless bureaucratic alphabet agencies that answer to nobody. This is not how it's supposed to work. It completely oversteps checks and balances 100%. And I think it does. And I can't, I don't think we can 100% blame Democrats because our Republicans way too many times are waffling and voting with the Democrats to allow these things to happen. They are. We have way too many weak Republicans in you know, something Clay said many years ago that resonated with me is that I'm not necessarily a Republican. I'm a constitutional conservative. That's me. That's I'm a constitutional conservative who votes Republican um, and, a lot. Exactly. I just think we we got too many weak people in the Republican Party that are allowing these things to happen. Wow. And the Republican Party is destroying it. Look at our state party. They're going to hold a, a, a state convention with a plank in our platform about the Second Amendment in a town that hates gun rights, at a facility that evidently hates gun rights gun and rights. private property rights. I mean, this is this is our own party. Who the hell dropped the ball on that? Don't give me the yeah. crap you can't change it either. If I was the chairman of the party, I'd say, sorry, I'd go find a facility that wants us somewhere in a different town. They got till June to do this. It could be done. They don't want to do it. They're just going to go along to get along. And I'm not, I'm done. I will not comply. Right. Hey, Gene chimed in there, Mike. I know. I wrote Maybe it down. Know. So there you go. In fact, you still got Gene's number. If you don't, I'll give it to you. I'm sure Gene's okay with that. And you guys can yep. touch base on that'd that. That'd be cool. So there, we might have that solved for you. Oh, that'd be nice. So David says that he visited with some locals from uh, deep downtown Seattle. He said they are building, see, the building owners hired mercenaries to take their property back. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't hear about that in the, anywhere. Did you guys? Yeah, actually, it's, well, I'll tell you where I heard it. I heard it on the BBC radio network. <laughs> Go figure. Because you're not going to hear it here. Yeah, yep. and that's that's the sad thing is, is that sometimes you have to go so far outside of the United States to get any type of, of news that's Real happening news. here because yeah. we're so used to the Kardashians or, you know, <laughs> this or that or whatever stories uh, right. taking place today. Or, you know, somebody didn't yeah. get a Grammy. Somebody didn't get nominated for an Oscar. And I'm like, well, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, tell her yeah. oh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, your rights are being taken away. But hey, did you hear what Kim Kardashian said? You know, I mean, you're like, well, no, I don't care. I don't okay. care. Yeah, no, I'm pop yeah. culture. I'm news. Just... Uh, so I got to put this one up because it, it mentions our sponsors. There you go. Brian says, he says, you can walk down to Double H while Laura is working. Laura, you got to get that right, is working on your on your vehicle. Yeah, they're just right there on South Washington. You just walk on down and buy a gun. I can't think of a better day. Get your vehicle fixed and then buy a gun. You know what? We need to slip that in sometime Friday. We'll have to work that in, Mike. 
We, me, me and Jamie used to do that once in a while. At the time. We, we'd be like, hey, you know, you can get your blinds put in your vehicle, you know, on the windows, and then uh, go ahead and just get your vehicle serviced at Lauer and then head out and go hunting. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> so like a good idea. Work that. We're going to have to work that in. We're going to have to <laughs> So, anyway, I, I just I, – uh, I'm just, I just want to have a quick discussion on it. I think Chevron is a, is a horrible mistake. I think it's going to be challenged yet again at some point. Right now it stands, and we're going to have to live with it until, you know, I can tell you this, if, if the election goes correctly, and I do believe that if, it was a, if it's a fair election, Trump will win, and if it's a fair election. So if that happens, I think then it will become a moot point because he's going to clean house in those agencies, and I don't think you'll see any more of this crap for four years then we're going to have the same old bs start if we get the wrong people in there and that's the problem with with uh, executive orders and and bureaucratic agencies they never change they nope. just stay the same and they still and intrude on you so anyway well, Keith, no, and we're right what's about... up with the supreme court he says they've been messing up a lot lately. they have they really have he didn't say what's up clay no <laughs> no <laughs> trying to keep it trying to keep it g-rated there we go so it's a g thing i got you yeah you're down with that yeah all right <laughs> yes Corey. to say yeah i said desantis did drop out uh he did it yeah. after it was what a few days ago he's gonna fight on until he drops uh, out and he trump. did endorse uh trump uh Viv- yeah. the vivek he endorsed trump actually trump's picked up a lot of endorsements just since between iowa and new hampshire and tim scott I, I do want to, yeah, Tim Scott did too. I do want to address what Corey was asking about and Kelly Armstrong. So Kelly Armstrong, which I figured this was going to happen when I heard that uh, Burgum was not going to run for a third term. And I called this a year ago. I said, I believe that Burgum will not run. Kelly Armstrong will not run for his house seat and will come back and run for governor. And guess what? He just announced, uh, what was it, yesterday or today, that he's going to run for the governor of North Dakota, Kelly Armstrong is. So, Second Amendment-wise, Kelly's got a solid record. In fact, he sat on the Judiciary Committee and did an outstanding job in the House on Second Amendment issues. I can't fault him there. And a lot of other things, Kelly Armstrong's an establishment rhino and will do what the establishment wants. That's my take on Kelly. I've met him a few times. He was a good supporter of our NRA uh, banquets. I think that he dodges talking to people. He does not like to be confronted especially if they disagree with him. And I kind of think he's an arrogant ass. Other than that, he's a solid Second Amendment supporter. So on that, I will not fault him. That's my opinion. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but that's my opinion of Kelly Armstrong. But that does open open the door up now for governorship. And then, of course, Rick Becker announced uh, he's running uh, for Congress, so that'll be interesting. That kind of leaves that spot open. And uh, I like the fact that Rick is gonna has already announced he's gonna be running, and I like Rick, so I think that's gonna be a fun fun race to watch. And Rick is a big supporter, and he's the guy pushing to get rid of our property taxes here in North Dakota, and it has about seventy percent support of the people in surveys, so it really shouldn't be an issue. But you never know; some people get scared and they think the school's gonna fall apart. And that, but that's not that's not really what our show is about. Uh, but uh, that's kind of where we're at. I, I'm not a big Kelly Armstrong supporter, but on the Second Amendment, he is solid. I cannot fault him there. Kind of like Christy Noem. She was solid on the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So, 
That's where the I'm only, at. <laughs> yeah, and the only thing on gnome is, uh, I mean, like me, it's like I'm not a I'm not a smoker and never have been. I don't mm-hmm. I don't give a darn about that here in the state. Uh, but right. I know how much money it was going to bring to the state. <laughs> and in a commercial uh, business that I'm in, uh, where I write commercials, I do commercials all day long. Right. You know, it would have been a huge amount for for me and the community and this and that and 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 for her <clears> to <throat> have the people. I see this. My this is my big problem. The people voted overwhelmingly like 65% to have marijuana. And then she decided no. And see, that's where I don't like the, the whole jumping in there and, and taking away the, the rule of the people because it's just bothers me. It bothers me when you're a freedom candidate and then you don't let the people speak. And that's, you know, the whole marijuana thing. And, and my thing with that is, is where you talk about, so being a still a federally, prohibited item it's going to affect your gun rights so just keep that in mind um it's still a controlled substance and as with anything that the government makes illegal or tries to get rid of what do they create i kept telling the guys who wanted pot in this state i go i don't know why you want the government's involvement now it's going to be regulated only certain people are going to be able to sell it they're going to tax it to death Mm -hmm. you guys have a free market now hey i said why don't you just keep doing what you're doing because it's not really the fines was what misdemeanors for, for certain things. Just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I well, that's I one of the things that Biden is going to do. He's in the next six <laughs> months, he is going to go on the federal and do a, uh, a blanket uh, executive order on, on the marijuana things for the feds. And it's going to wipe will, it out because that's what which will be overturned. First. I have that's no doubt that. But it won't be, be overturned and probably until after the election. And that's what he's looking Maybe. for. Maybe. Um, and yeah, it could very well be, um, it doesn't work. Look at prohibition. That didn't work. One thing I'll say about <laughs> prohibition is at least it was a constitutional amendment because the people, we, the people at that time decided to raise it as a constitutional amendment, got it passed, got it ratified by enough of the legislatures and it became law. It was constitutionally done. It wasn't right, but it was constitutionally done. Right. And of course, I guarantee if I'd have been alive in them days, I'd have been a millionaire. My family would be very rich today because I'd have been the biggest bootlegger around. I wouldn't have followed that it law. It created a lot of rich yes, people. It did. In yeah. fact, it created NASCAR. Yeah. It created NASCAR. NASCAR. Uh, there's no way. It's just like I keep telling everybody, they can make guns all illegal if they want, and I ain't afraid. Who knows it? I will not follow that law. I will be a very wealthy man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to follow an unconstitutional law like that. But at least they did do it through the proper channels. They made it the constitutional amendment. You know, and they can take away bullets and everything else. But as long as people have the knowledge to know how to make gunpowder. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, that's the thing. It's like you can't take taking away, you know, like the guy that does the um, the AR receivers with the uh, 3D printing. You know, mm-hmm. and they go after him and everything like that. He opened up the doors for a whole new market. And that is that is out of the or that should the cat is out of the bag now. And people can do that. They they have the knowledge now. So, you know, when things break down, yeah, people are still going to be able to get what they oh, need. And, and as long as you can find lead, which lead's pretty still easy to find, <laughs> and you've got molds, you can make bullets. And I have both. I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> so I don't like shooting pure lead bullets. Uh, I do shoot them on my 45 cowboy action loads, but for the most part, I'd just as soon have the jacketed bullets and just 
technology has come a long ways. Yeah, they're close close range. range. You got to have the pulse fire. And we do still have tickets, guys. By the way, Kenny did a great thing. He used our little thing up here in the corner that says guns and 7-1 donation. I had to put it that way because I can't say gun raffle because that's what the AI bots see. So you can go on there and use that for payment. He did it. It worked great. And we got, uh, got him some tickets. So, yeah, it worked great. All right, we got some pretty big comments coming in here. Yeah, um, I like the one Gene said. Gene, this is where I was at too. Majority of South Dakota voted to ban cigarettes in bars and restaurants. I don't smoke, but felt that the issue should be up to the bar owners. I hundred percent agree. Agree. I yes. did not support that law. I wasn't you know, wasn't a South Dakota resident at that time anymore, so I couldn't vote. But I would have voted against that because it was up to the private property owner to That's either right. allow it or disallow. It. And you were already seeing it. I remember in Rapid City, there were several bars that went smoke-free on their own. Guess what? They were busier than the ones that allowed it. And the people mm-hmm. who smoked went to the ones that they could smoke. So I, I think they should have just let that keep playing out. But they didn't. They decided. Well, the they government is not happy until they can they, they, they say their way. Yep. And, you know, unless it's their way, there is no other way. Well, and let's not forget, if they really, really hate cigarettes as much, I'm just going to pick on tobacco. If they really hate it as much as they say they do, ban it then. But yeah. they won't because of the taxes they collect. Mm-hmm. The government's the biggest beneficiary of, of tobacco because of the, of the tobacco taxes, whether it's at the feather state or county or even municipality level. One of the things as a, an advertiser uh, that I, I, I create advertisement for a living, one of the things that bothers me the most is these truth uh, advertisements that always are anti-smoking. They get paid from money from the tobacco companies. All these kids are out there yep. looking all hip and cool and everything else. And no, don't smoke because it's this and that. And I'm like, well, you're getting paid yep. from the, the tobacco sales to make these ads. People have got salaries and everything else coming mm-hmm. straight from the tobacco company to say against the tobacco. And, and to me, that's just, that's a hypocritic, uh, hypocritic way to go through life. Yeah. It's all follow the money as with anything. Follow the money. So I got to put Kenny's up here. He says, uh, one and a half years ago, I sat in a helicopter hangar in Bismarck with 450 members of the Army Guard and their families. The four state reps sat up front and gave their speeches. Armstrong got up with such an arrogance in his voice and gave a shit speech. And then he sat down and chewed gum like a little five-year-old, mouth wide open and literally smacking. He said, there's no bigger insult to the military than smacking on gum. My wife grabbed my arm as he walked by because I was going to confront him about it. Zero respect for that piece of crap. He isn't well liked in the military community. And I've heard that before. There you go. And, and like I said, I, I can, all I can tell you is I've had a, a few dealings with Kelly. Um, I, I can tell you on the Second Amendment, he's solid. I can tell you that. But when you confront so him about long. something, that guy he will try to duck and hide and he well, listen when he goes on the on the radio stations he only goes on the ones that are friendly to him and won't take hard questions and that's that's kelly uh, i don't think he's an outstanding person um, personally but he is solid on the second amendment right and when he, he might be solid on the second amendment now but when he gets in a higher position of power and bigger checks are being written by the right mm-hmm. people Will he sway on his stance on the Second Amendment in their favor? Yeah, and I don't know. I I don't think that a Republican in North Dakota could ever win being against the Second Amendment. That seems to be a line even the middle-of-the-road Republicans won't cross. So we'll see. That could change. I I look at how the 
the population and where they're coming from into the state of North Dakota. And I'm telling you guys, there's a shift coming and it's going to eventually, it's going to overpower us if we don't put a stop to it. Just is. So, all right. Well, so I, we, anybody want to add anything to the Chevron? I think we're beyond that. I think no, I think we're good that on that good. one. Um, I, I know we've I got two, eight bullet points down. I don't know if anyone wants to mention, if you got anything you want to go with that, otherwise I think we'll move on to the happy ending unless you got anything else. I got one thing, but can we do it after the commercials real quick? And or we got yeah, commercials we can, again? Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Uh, take a take a quick break here. We'll do a couple of commercials. We'll come back and uh, we'll do a couple subjects possibly, and then Vance has a happy ending of the week for us. So there we go. Stay with us. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake make no mistake lower auto is your pro second amendment repair shop when you talk to the guys at lower auto don't forget to tell them that you heard they are sponsor of guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro second amendment pro north dakota live stream and podcast that's lower auto repair 701-258-6308 701-258-6308 located 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used firearms. Arm reloading supply, gunsmithing, and sporting goods store. Double H Guns. Double H Guns. 1021 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Call 701-223-4888. All right. Hey, I love that too. <laughs> so again, we want to thank our sponsors and we want to welcome Double H Guns. I tell you what, we're glad to have a, another sponsor on the show and uh, we welcome them to the little Guns and 701 family. Awesome, awesome. Real quick, I got one thing before we get to Vance, and of course, it's PETA, our good friends, ah, PETA. PETA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're calling for uh, Puxatani Phil to be retired. I read this in my prep today when I was doing my show uh, here in Mitchell. Uh, they're offering to replace Puxatani Phil with a giant gold coin that uh, one side has, uh, of course, six more weeks of winter. The other side has one more or, you know, early spring on the other side, and they want to replace. And I'm like going, um, First off, nobody listens to PETA other than radio DJs that want to make fun of them. And <laughs> it's a it's a tradition. And I'll tell you what, if there's one animal that lives pretty nicely, it's Buxtani <laughs> Phil. He, yeah. he, he ain't got it rough. No, not at all. I mean, it's kind yeah. of envious on that. But, yeah, but PETA's always got to have their nose in something. It doesn't matter what it is. doesn't it, matter what. If yeah. the sky is blue, they say it's another color. You know, it's, it just drives me crazy. But, yeah, once again, though, it's one of these things where I'm reading this here in uh, the 605. Uh, but uh, up in the 701, you guys don't get them up there very often, do you? Well, maybe in Fargo. 
<laughs> maybe in Fargo. I, the only time I ever saw Pete, they, they contacted me when we did our coyote hunts down here in Morristown. And I invited them all to come on down, uh, come to the, come to the hunt when we were checking in and, uh, with a bunch of guys with guns and drinking a few and with a lot of dead coyotes. I said, come on down. We'll welcome you down. And they didn't we'll make you stay. I, I mean, they really, I think they thought they were going to scare us. And I, I told them, I told that guy, I said, tell you what, I live down here in the middle of the Standing Rock Indian Reservation. I said, why don't you come on down in the middle of nowhere here? I said, I welcome you to come down and try to talk to all these guys with guns that carry openly, as well as uh, they're having a few having a good time. I said, just come on down, start your little protest. But I said, I don't think you're going to be happy. <laughs> well, even if they wanted to just come down and do their speech, you know what? For the guys that weren't laughing, and you know, once they're done, I mean, what do they accomplish? They accomplish nothing, nothing. in this world. No. Uh, I got to tell you, when I was a very young and thin man in radio, it was well, in the early a long days. Time ago. Uh, we had uh, a morning show, and PETA had planned to uh, uh, protest one of the steakhouses in town. This is out in <laughs> South. This is South Carolina. Um, and uh, I'm sorry to tell you this, Vance, but I dressed up as. Um, as uh well let's just say i had a suit on that was covered in pork rinds and you had the choice you had the choice to either go with pita or come take a pork rind off of me well i was completely ripped off of all the pork rinds by the time it was done and people were just eating right in front of me like like trying oh, to make it funny. as exaggerating as possible like Argh! it was just driving them crazy i wish that was not that was before we had uh phones with cameras so, uh, yeah, those are days I wish We're all I thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, we might be in jail <laughs> still. Days. I don't know. But, but. good days for that. But I mean, just, and they had no sense of humor on it at all. I don't know. No. Oh, I only, I only had that one run in with them here. They, they were out of Fargo. I knew that. I think they maybe, I don't know if they got one in Bismarck. They might now. Maybe Dan knows if they got one over in Dickinson because they've been spreading out and, uh, you know, they're out there. But they didn't really take a foothold out here too much. Uh, I can't think. imagine why livestock country. But they're big fans of Tess. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are. So, all right. All right. Well, Vance, so you got a happy ending of the week for us this week. I do. Right here in okay. Sandy Springs, Georgia. I'll tell you what. Before you do that, we have got mm -hmm. to have the intro, don't we? All right. Here's the happy ending of the week. I knew you did. You had to have the intro. <laughs> Gotta have that. All right, man. Take it away. <laughs> uh, right here in Sandy Springs, Georgia. It's about an hour north of me. It's up north on the north side of Atlanta. Uh, a homeowner in Sandy Springs, Georgia, shot and killed a home invasion suspect. Police said in an incident they characterized as the homeowner utilizing his Second Amendment rights for home defense. A release from the Sandy Springs Police Department stated, an unknown male unlawfully entered a residence in Spalding Drive and threatened to harm the home homeowner. Someone else in the home called 911 as the situation unfolded a little after 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. As officers were en route, the homeowner, exercising his Second Amendment right to bear arms, defended himself and his family from bodily harm by shooting the suspect. <laughs> the Sandy Springs Police Department said... Officers found the suspect dead when they arrived on the scene. Sandy Springs Police Department detectives responded and are continuing their investigation. The release, the release said, as it at this time, it is believed that this is an isolated incident. 
The department did not indicate if the homeowner was considered justified or if there might be possible charges of the incident. So the homeowner wins. Good guy with a gun. There you go. Good guy with a gun. Took care of business. Yeah, happy ending of the week. There we go. Down in Georgia. All the way to Georgia. See, we got to have a Georgia. I mean, we've got South Dakota now with Mike and you with Georgia. So I'm still the North Dakota guy. But we got no, it all. We're three states wide. There we go. We're tri We're tri-state. heard tri statewide, right? <laughs> <laughs> I see we had a few people tuning in from other areas. So that's nice yep. to see. And on thank oh, my boy was on there. He's from Tennessee. That's so, yeah, Bengals fan. I guess that's a foosball thing. No, I got my hat on right there. So. <laughs> no, I know. Foosball. Foosball. Yeah, foosball. You, you boys playing the foosball. <laughs> and uh, guys, I want to thank everyone on Rumble. I was watching the Rumble channel. we got quite a few listening in over there tonight. So thanks again. I wish I could get the feed here for the comments. I'm working on that. It took me a long time to figure out how to actually live stream over there. It's not as simple as you think on, on Rumble. But uh, again, appreciate everybody over there on Rumble listening to us tonight too. So, Well, I guess uh, I don't have a whole lot of anything else that we need to cover tonight. I think uh, we can... Uh, tell everybody what we got coming up. Though I think Mike's got a little something. What What are we doing on Friday with uh, Mitchell in the morning? Oh, we're going to be talking to K Fire about the, some of the new uh, South Dakota bills that have been uh, taken out of or passed through committee. Uh, looking to not only get your uh, homeowners association out of your uh, out of your your gun safe, but also yeah. uh, looking at extending the grace period for renewals and enhanced par- uh, uh, enhanced uh, permits uh, carry. 180 days to 12 months, of course, passed. And also waiting to see on that RV thing they were talking about as well as they've got out-of-staters oh, that right. they were trying to punish because they have a, a South Dakota residence uh, and that. And uh, we might bring up that uh, thing we were talking about last week as well, uh, Clay, that you were interested in uh, about the fact that uh, you can't carry a concealed uh, weapon on you on a motorcycle, motorcycle. in South Dakota. And I think that uh, yeah. Mitchell in the morning, uh, might have said that was in North Dakota as well. I, yeah, and I didn't get a chance to check on it yet, but I, I almost think that's the same rule up here. But I, I, maybe if someone knows, let me know because I don't know. If it is, it's something we need to look at for the 2025 uh, session. Definitely need to do it in South Dakota. It's probably too late, I imagine, to introduce anything at this point right. now in South Dakota. But that is something we need to change. It's been overlooked for way too long. I was kind of working on it when I was still a rep down there in South Dakota, but uh, we didn't get any traction with it. And then... Most of the guys I had real good contacts with, they're not in there anymore. So we're gonna have yeah. to just work on it, find our NRA people that are in the in the state house and, and senate and work on it. Up here, I'm not worried about it. I bet you a lot of people up here, if that is the case up here, we probably they don't know either. So we need to find that out if that's the case and we need to change that. It's just one of them things that got put out there and, and they probably got neglected over the years and no one knew it. So and it was I believe it was completely put in there because of Sturgis. I think uh, you're right. 100% because of Sturgis, and and they were pressuring somebody uh, on that. So yeah, it got passed through, and uh, I don't know but how. David but... says he's never seen anything about that in North Dakota. And I can't say I have either. Just, it seemed like someone said it, but I can't verify it. I need to go look it up. I'll... I never saw it until I had to retake my motorcycle test. And right. I know was, South Dakota it, has. It was in the book, yeah. yeah. And I think you're right. It's just like South Dakota never has a, had a helmet law. Well, they're never going to have a helmet law, not in South Dakota. They don't care how much federal money they lose because you have the biggest rally in this part of the, of the country that brings in way more probably than what they'd ever see on any kind of federal right. law. They don't care. Uh, 
it's biggest in the country, period. Biggest in the country. It is. So, all right. So, yeah, Friday, guys, remember, KFYR, 5.50 a.m. It's going to be live with Mitchell in the morning at 8.15 Central, 7.15 Mountain. And we're on there for till the top of the hour. But there's it's about a 27-minute uh, show with the commercials. But uh, we definitely go live right here on all the platforms as well. And, of course, we do upload it to the iHeart uh, Radio podcast and every place else you get it. So you can grab it there and then. I'm a little behind, but we usually do update the website as well. Last week, we didn't have it on. Uh, we couldn't get it to work. I was gone last week. That was and, all me. That was all me. Well, that's okay. And then, and then I, but I did get it from Todd here. So now it is up there. So if you get on there, you can listen. It was a great show. I thought you guys did a great job. But again, Mitchell in the morning, every Friday morning. And now, and now with uh, the liberal, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Bell on the morning show right after us on KFYR. You get your first dose of good constitutional conservative with guns in the 701 on Mitchell in the morning every Friday at 815 Central, 15 Mountain. So tune in because it don't get no better for two hours after that until you get to playing Buck. You might as well right. skip before Dakota time. That's anyway, nap time. Nap time. Nap time. Yeah, I, I just, what a joke of a show now. But anyway, that's my opinion of it anyway. I don't get paid so I can say what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Eric says, if you put a playing card in your spokes on a pedal bike so you sound like a motorcycle, it's still illegal to carry. Good question. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see a video of that, uh, Eric. That would That'd be, be funny. New yeah. video there, Eric. We, there you go. We need video, Eric. And then, of course, you can hear us every Wednesday night right here, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain, 7 o'clock Central. And again, you can find us on the website, gunsinthe701.com. You can find us on all the platforms. You can find us on Rumble. I've been really pushing the Rumble thing because they're a freedom-minded platform versus YouTube. And then, of course, on all of our podcast platforms, iHeart's probably the easiest one to find. So, yeah, check us out, guys. Uh, we, we've got it. We're everywhere. It's not hard to find us, I don't think. Nope. And in a few weeks... Clay and I, unfortunately, Mike won't be joining yeah, us. Not this time, no. Um, and the Racks Adventure team will be going down to Florida to hunt hogs. We do it annually. This will be my eighth year straight uh, going down there. And um, Clay's been many times. And we are going to do a live broadcast from Florida yep. hog camp. That's the plan. Yeah, I think we can do that. We're going to check it out when we first get down there. And yeah, we'll join Mike. Mike will be at the helm right here. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't know if Jamie's going to join you. I know I talked about it. By the way, don't miss 701 Nation tomorrow night. Same place, same time. 701 Nation. Jamie's going to have uh, Scott Buckmeyer with Dakota Prairie Outdoors. And like I said, we still have some flamethrower tickets still available. 20. Let's just say there's about 50 of them left. 20 bucks a piece, guys, and you can get in on the Pulse Fire UBF, and that means under barrel, basically flamethrower. You can mount it right under the barrel of your of your AR-15. That's pretty cool, I can tell you that. So mm -hmm. Get them now, and that's just, <laughs> there you go. You, know, you got to put a rail on there. But with that. Got He's got a rail. He's got a rail. <laughs> oh, David says it's going to be a wild hour. So, yes, it will, because David will be down there with us, uh, that's one of the guys coming with us, uh, Vance. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun yeah. when we get down there. Yeah. So, yeah, look for that live broadcast because we're going to try to be joining you guys live from Hog Hog Camp. Now, remember, we're two hours ahead. We'll be oh, yeah. So, just. I, I come on here at 8 o'clock, so it'd be the same as Florida, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. 
but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be a great time. And uh, I guess with that, we'll see everybody on Friday, unless you guys got anything else you want to add. Oh, uh, no, wait a minute. Hold on a second. One second. Uh, keep your powder dry. There keep you your powder dry. There's the chemistry of gunpowder. And with that, guys, take care. And we will see oh, everybody. We oh, what's going on there? Huh? Sorry. All right, I'm trying. I'm trying. We're having hold some on. fun anyway. All right. <laughs> we'll see everybody Friday. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Keep your powder dry. And we'll catch everybody next week. Thanks for tuning in. Later.